Hello and welcome to the Lockdown Cardinals podcast for Wednesday, July the 20th of 2022. I am Lucas Smith. Along with me is Mr. J.D. Haffern. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Post-All-Star game. It's To me, this is where the All-Star break really kicks in because you have two days of absolutely nothing. You know, you had the Derby on Monday, the All-Star game yesterday. Uh, but this is where the nothingness kind of sticks in. In terms of games and things to watch, still plenty to talk about, though, J.D., as the Cardinals impressed yesterday, for the most part, at the All-Star game. Yes, they did. Uh, for the guys who got to play, <laughs> they they did very, very well. Nothing to be embarrassed about as far as Cardinals fans go. No, not at all. You, and we'll, we'll talk about the rest of the game, kind of boring for, for the most part. Talk about some things we might change <laughs> as well. But uh, I'm back in my, my St. Louis spot, microphone, camera, and headphones, light, all that stuff. So hopefully the quality is a little bit better for wherever you're you listening look, at. You look, you look beautiful, Lucas. You look great. Much appreciated. Thank you, everybody, for making us your first listen of the day each and every day, Monday to Friday. So the All-Star game, all of its pageantry, first All-Star game in like forever without Joe Buck on the call. Talk about that a little bit as well as Joe Davis uh, steps in for Mr. Buck. Uh, but you, you saw the Goldsmith get the start, Kershaw and Preston his start. I was impressed that there was a pickoff play. Again, we'll talk about that when we broaden the scope a little bit. But that Goldie Bomb, J.D., was a thing of beauty. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, he's been doing it all year, and uh, why wouldn't he do it in the All-Star game? He's been locked in uh, pretty much the whole season, uh, you know, besides a, a week or two here where, you know, things go a, a little bit down for him. But, I mean, it happens to everybody. Even the best have little slumps here and there. But he looked good. Uh, he was part of that pickoff play, as you mentioned, where they uh, got Shohei at the beginning and then uh, comes out, hits a bomb, and the NL's on their way, at least so we thought. The AL comes back to win is it nine in a row, eight, eight nine in a row, uh, all-star nine. games. Carlos Stanton named the MVP, but f- frustration for me for Goldie is that he only got one at-bat. He had yeah. three first basemen on the roster. One of them from Southern California plays on the Dodgers. One of them, the starter, named the, MV- or named, named the starter, MVP candidate. You're hitting him clean up. And then Pete Alonso, who was meditating during the home run derby. So and you give Pete Alonso the most playing time out of any of those three, and the last part was kind of just more of a funny quip. But seriously, you have three guys split it up pretty evenly. Give him three innings. Give give the starter a little bit more respect. Give him two at bats. I don't know. Maybe it's because we're Cardinal focused. But I thought, you know, again this again this game. I recognize before anybody comments or whatever. I know this game doesn't matter. I'm aware of that. I recognize that. <laughs> but there's still kind of a silly or fun argument to say that that game was mismanaged yesterday and the fact that Goldschmidt only got one at-bat. Yeah. yeah. I, if, if memory serves, it used to be that way where the, the starters used to get two at-bats and then they got pulled. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe that's why this time around is they just had more first basemen on the roster. And it's not like Goldie's like, no, I'm going to I'm gonna need at-bat number two. Right. He's not going to. He's like, whatever. That's fine. I, he probably doesn't care whatsoever you know came in hit his dinger and and then packed up and went home he, he was done for the day yeah selfishly as cardinals fans we wish we could have seen more of paul out there but that's all right it was still fun in the in the in the couple of innings that he was he performed very very well this is true and i mean at least he didn't strike out or do something weird i mean he, he i mean that that was a missile I mean, we saw a couple of missiles later on but also the two guys in the nl with rbis yesterday jd mookie Betts, paul goldschmidt got one at bat apiece and both of yeah. their replacements went hitless in their in their games. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. The game, <laughs> game doesn't matter. They're just saying. That, that I would have liked to see Goldie get another at-bat. And the other Cardinal, two other Cardinals got in. I want to talk about Pujols first. He got one at-bat, grounded out. Wasn't really 
I felt like he got more recognition and more respect on the Derby night than last night. What did you think? Yeah, I couldn't really tell when they when they introduced him whether or not his ovation was that good. I mean, they kind of panned around the stadium, and you saw some people standing up and clapping. I saw a guy in a Cubs jersey standing up and clapping, which I was like, that's cool, because yeah. usually a Cubs fan would be just sitting there going, booing him. Yeah. But uh, no, they, they stood up. But yeah, his moment was really derby night. I mean, you got to remember, he got a lot of love that he night. Did. So uh, it, it's okay that he didn't get like a, a huge ovation. When he when he came out uh, during the game, but yeah, over one uh, flat out the left field, but flat out, I'm sorry, you know, yeah, yeah he, he had his big moment uh, at the Derby, so pretty cool stuff. And in case you missed his speech beforehand yeah. to the to the uh, NL All Stars, that was pretty cool stuff. I believe uh, we did retweet that. If you're not uh, following on Twitter, the Locked On Cardinals uh, Twitter account, you should do that. Pretty cool stuff as he spoke to the NL All Stars and. Uh, he got a standing ovation from the boys in the in the clubhouse at the end of his speech. So uh, I, I'm sure that meant a little more to him than probably whoever was paying attention during the All-Star game at the point when he got in the game for not standing and applauding. I don't think it's going to bother him too much. No, not at all. But selfishly as a fan, I thought that it would be, you know, a little bit of a more of a of a Derek Jeter or Mariano Rivera type moment, right, where you get the, the big ovation. Jeter came out of shortstop to, to an ovation that day. But – and I digress. Like I said, it's kind of more personal than it is anything else. The yeah. other good thing about that world, about the game yesterday, Ryan Helsley coming in, throwing smoke, Woo! striking out two guys, getting a little sword action as he blows a heater by a couple of guys. He was fun to watch last night. He was Ryan Helsley to the max. Yes, he was. Uh, he ended up becoming the second pitcher in the pitch tracking era to reach 103 miles per hour in the All-Star game. Uh, he did it twice, actually, and uh, ended up hitting 100 or higher eight times in his 17 pitches. Aroldis Chapman, the only other pitcher tracked at 103 in an All-Star game, he hit that number four times back in 2015. He still holds the record for the highest velocity, which was uh, 103.4, but if Helsley continues to do what he's done this year, I'm sure we'll see him in more All-Star games, and perhaps he can break that record eventually. Uh, they did ask him, they're like, did you kind of have to dig deeper to, to, to hit 103? And he's like, not really. Nothing more than like in a regular season game. He said he just had a few days off. So being in the bullpen, you get a few days off, you tend to feel a little bit better. And perhaps that's why, you know, how like at the end of the first half, everybody was complaining during that Dodgers series about how is Helsley not available? Well, maybe that's why, because if he gets the, the proper rest that he thinks he needs, he can hit 103 when you need him to be out there on the mound, as opposed to coming in, throwing 98, 99, maybe not having just that, that, nasty stuff that Helsley is capable of. So, you know, maybe we should give him the benefit of the doubt. And if he's tired, let, let him rest up so he can uh, so he can light up that that radar gun for the Cardinals coming up in the second half of the season. And we, we mentioned it on, on Tuesday's episode during the day that Helsley was likely going to pitch yesterday. He hadn't pitched since yeah. Friday. You know, you only have a limited number of people you can throw. Uh, everybody for the NL only went an inning. You know, nobody went more than one inning last night for the National League. So you had guys that, you know, had the, met their pitch count and moved on. You saw some electric stuff from Helsley. Contra was pretty solid. Kershaw struck out Aaron Judge in his inning. Uh, Emmanuel Kloss of the National of the American League rather struck out the side in the ninth inning. That was pretty electric. So he had some good, you know, some excitement there. But it was good to see Helsley kind of get some rash, uh, national recognition because I think when you think about or when the average fan, I guess, thinks about the best reliever in baseball. I think a lot of eyes, a lot of a lot of conversations start to go towards uh, Josh Hader, right? Lefty, funky. He's got the he's a great reliever. 
shuts down the Cardinals. He's faltered a little bit as of late against guys like the Phillies and walk off grand stem against the Giants. But I think which is not, fine, which is fine by me. No kidding. Yeah, Cardinals <laughs> sit at half a game out of first place because of that. I think yeah. that it's good for Helsley to get this national attention to kind of start being recognized for how good he's been this season. Um, yeah. And I think that while this game is primarily first and foremost for the fan entertainment. It's also time for guys to step up and get national attention. American League starter Shane McClanahan is a lot better than what he pitched last night. We saw it when the Cardinals played the Tampa Bay Rays earlier. But Ryan Helsley was able to step up and say, I'm one of the best relievers in baseball. Here's 103 multiple times. Here's a nasty slider. And just so you guys know, I throw one of those right during the season, too. I think he's got <laughs> stat cast for fastest pitch of the year, fastest pitch since Jordan Hicks in a regular season game. So from that aspect, too, I was happy that Helsley stepped up, happy that Goldie stepped up. Pujols got somewhat of a moment. Michaelis pitched on Saturday, so it could have been a stretch. Could have happened, maybe, but could have been a stretch. But overall, J.D., as we kind of wrap up the Cardinal side of things on the All-Star game talk, it was a successful night for the Cardinals, bar, bar none, in yes. my opinion. Yes, it was. Uh, everybody did their job, and uh, it, it, we, they look good. I keep using the, the term we as if I'm on the team or something, but they look good. You know, there, there was nothing that they did that didn't show that they were deserving of being All-Stars this year. No doubt. There's no question. The Cardinals All-Stars were deserving All-Stars. And uh, some people on Twitter were kind of make, poking fun, or maybe they're serious, I don't know, about Tony Gonsolin costing Goldschmidt his uh, all-star MVP because Gonsolin got died with the <laughs> loss yesterday. But we'll kind of broaden the scope a little bit for our second segment. We're going to talk a little bit more about general thoughts on yesterday's all-star game, the excitement early, and the boredom late. We'll discuss in just a minute. But first, whether you are ready to pop the question or you're just trying to celebrate a milestone moment in your relationship, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping. We all want things to be convenient at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as the setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft the perfect engagement ring, and each ring is unique. One of a kind, just like your special someone. And if you're looking for just fine jewelry, but having trouble finding it or choosing it, I'm right there with you. Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via the phone or chat function to help you find a memorable gift at every single budget. Make your moment sparkle today with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40%. You heard that right. 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement rings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. So shop stress-free, find your forever piece, save some money by going to BlueNile.com today. American League wins the All-Star game by the final of 3-2. NL getting up to a 2-0 lead early. JD and we were feeling pretty good about our predictions. I'm sure you were as well with you know, with the NL being uh, the winner. Our MVPs would have been wrong, though. The score would have held. Uh, but the NL off to a nice start. Just didn't happen for him again yes, yesterday. Yeah, I, I was really hoping that they would pull it out. Uh, I was like, here we go, here we go, and see what happens when you pull the pull Goldschmidt. You, you lose. So you, don't do that. Don't do Simple. that. You, now you're not... Now Take you guys notes, have Marmol. learned your lesson. Take notes, Ollie. Yeah. Don't pull Goldschmidt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now, now you've learned your lesson, okay? Um, yeah, it was um, an exciting first inning for the NL, and then it just went <laughs> for the next few innings. Like They didn't have a hit for a long time after that. And, uh, again, the, these are the best 
pitchers in baseball going up against the best hitters. And uh, usually, what, what do we say? Pitching usually beats good hitting when you have good pitching out there. So it's not that surprising, but you would have hoped for a little bit more offense in this game, um, especially on the NL side. I mean, we had some fireworks later on by the American League, but sadly, the NL can't do it again. And that makes it nine times in a row that they have fallen in the all-star game sad 2012 was the last time that they actually won one yeah you said the, the milkman Melky cabrera was the uh mvp that game right yes he was Melky cabrera from what the giants back then with uh and i believe it was matt kane who got the victory in that one for the giants as well so some uh, some blast from the past names right there no kidding <laughs> yeah uh but yeah i, I don't know not every all-star game can be the best all-star game ever, right? Like you're going to have yeah. games and you're going to have derbies like we saw on Tuesday night that were so-so, right? And again, I think we were impressed with the um, with the derby a little bit more because of the Albert aspect of it, right? So maybe we were a little right. more invested. Um, but yeah, I just thought that last night, even with the Goldsmith home run, even with the, miking up all these players and miking up the pitchers, um, miking up Liam Hendricks is always a good mic up. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> and even with miking up, um, oh, like Ryan Helsley and Class A doing all these things, like yeah, MLB has what it needs to market the game, right? To say, hey, look at all these fun things that happened. But a three-two game, you saw all your, all the runs scored in the in the first half of, of the game. You know, prior to five innings. It kind of just was what it was, right? You saw Kershaw kind of get his swan song moment. Not that he's going to retire, but he got his moment. You saw Alcantara showcase his filthy stuff. Filthy stuff. I mean, that dude was ridiculous. And you saw Stan and Buxton get to go back-to-back. That, that's kind of a fun aspect of it. You do see back-to-back home runs in that third inning. But overall, 13 total hits. Like you said, these are the best pitchers in the game, but an offense usually is a little bit more exciting from a fan aspect of it uh, than it is in a 3-2 game. Yeah, honestly, the the besides you know Goldschmidt's home run, what got me the most excited was that uh, Andres Jimenez play the double play by oh, uh, yeah. the Guardian second baseman. That was awesome, and we're and that was early on in the game too. It was the first inning, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And it was just like whoa! I was like, see, this is the kind of stuff I want to see. I want them kind of almost like Harlem Globetrotters of baseball out there. You yeah. know, I want to see fun stuff like that. That that's entertaining to me in a game that doesn't mean anything. And unfortunately, we just didn't get to see a lot of that at all last night. But, you know, it's hard to create those types of situations like they have to happen organically. You can't just go, all right, well, let's just put a guy on second and see if they can throw him out of the play. It just doesn't work that way Mm -hmm. in the game of baseball. Uh, It does in the extra innings. Apparently, you can't just put a guy out there at second base. I I digress. You're right, though. Um, But, no, I I just thought that. You know, I kind of said my piece a little bit already, but I do think it was good to see Kershaw get his start last night. Uh, obviously, yeah. maybe we're anti-Dodger, I guess, or obviously not pro-Dodger, but with the, the postseason um, battles among the Dodgers and Cardinals over the years, dating all the way back to the to last century, not just this century. Um, but it was good to see Kershaw. Kershaw, one of the best pitchers in the game uh, of all time, really. Uh, yep. Not just Dodgers, so it's good to see him get get his moment as well. Tony Gonsolin gets tagged with a loss last night, JD, and he had a bad start Oof. against the Cardinals last week as well. I think it was the last Tuesday. It might have been his last start. I forget, but um, yep. keep an asterisk on the keep an eye on Tony Gonsolin. Not to take his first half was phenomenal. Okay, I get that. Eleven and zero ERA, two oh two. Like he was phenomenal. I get it. My prediction, and it's probably an easy one now. 
he's his, his trajectory is going to go in a downward motion in the second half. That's my prediction. Yeah, so. it's hard to argue with that because uh, one of the things is he hasn't had to throw meaningful innings like this in bunches. Like you know, he's he's a young pitcher, so he's finally had to kind of step up in the with Walker Bueller out for the Dodgers where he's kind of become the man along with Kershaw and uh, it'll wear on you, you know? Uh, and I, I would, th- if I'm the Dodgers, I'm actually thinking about maybe resting him a, a little bit more as uh, you know, obviously they're, they're more than likely going to make the postseason with the way they're playing with that team. So um, I would, I would rest him up more and uh, get some spot starts from other people because you, you don't want him exhausted by the time September rolls around, but uh, it's very, feasible that he has a, a down second half because of those reasons yeah and he was the only nl pitcher that gave up any earned runs yesterday mentioned some names already but uh, there were four pitchers in the national league yesterday that it registered two strikeouts in their ending of work our country mentioned joe musgrove in his first uh, all-star appearance good for him luis castillo some people will say future cardinal luis castillo <laughs> i say future yankee luis castillo uh, and then ryan hells of the cardinal did register two strikeouts as well 12 strikeouts for the nl all-star pitching staff 10 for the al two of those including striking out the side alex manoa in the second inning as well as emmanuel classe in the ninth inning uh, you did see a Two extra pitchers for the National League or the American League as they took some guys out with just two outs of work. So thought that um, Dusty Baker, good old Dusty, maybe got these guys a little bit more involved in the game on the pitching side of things. Also, a quick note just to wrap it up. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt, obviously homeward, first home run by Cardinal in the All-Star game since Yadier Molina. And only this, you know, those are the only two in the last 40 years for the St. Louis Cardinals wow. to hit a home run in the All-Star game. Reggie Smith in 1978 was the other uh, Cardinal that, that hit a home run in the All-Star game. But, you know, like we said, not all of them can be winners. However, what would we change about it? That's kind of a fun topic that we were going to discuss in segment number three. Would we change the venue? Would we change the rules? Who knows? We'll talk about it in just a minute. One thing that won't change, Lucas, is that BetOnline.net is your fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. Now, last night, would you have bet on Paul Goldschmidt going yard or Stanton hitting a dinger and becoming the MVP? NFL preseason games are coming your way in just a couple of weeks. Preseason is boring. We know that. But if you lay some money on it, you most certainly will will pay a little bit more attention and be more excited to watch those fourth and fifth stringers try to make the team and win you some cash. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They got you covered. Head to BetOnline today, or you can use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. So the All-Star game, everybody's got their thoughts and opinions on what, you know, how to make it better, how, you know, how do you make it more entertaining? I think that, that that is the end goal. How do you make it more entertaining? So JD and I have a couple of talking points that we'll discuss as to things we might change out of we just don't like it, things that have changed to make it better. We talked about it a little bit for the most part. This is pretty generic conversation. So JD, why don't you go first with what with one of your things that you would change? All right, one of the things that I would have changed and uh, you know how we we've mentioned get off my lawn old guy stuff i I am so anti these nike uniforms i think they suck like i have no positive feedback for them at all i think they're (laughs) terrible i mean here's the thing okay the uniform that a player is wearing at the all-star game is representing 
the city, and their team. All right, those are, those are very important things. And when you take that away and you put them in uh, just a regular white jersey or a regular black jersey, like I don't know who they're playing for. If I'm say I'm a new person that is just trying to get into Major League Baseball, all right, I'm new. I come out. I don't know who's playing on what team, where they're from, or anything. I, I I would have no idea. Now you let them represent their team in city like they did at the Derby the night before. That looks so good. Okay, everybody's in there in their proper uniforms and everything pops and it looks great. And then last night, they all look like they're part of the celebrity softball game. I, I have no idea who anybody is and who they're playing for. And I just think it's a bad look. I know it's a it's a cash grab for Nike. They get to sell these things. And they make some money off them. But I, I just think it sucks. I hate it. I hate it so much. And I just want them to be able to wear their own uniforms. And don't why mesh hats. I don't like the mesh hats either. This mm. is the pros, man. Okay? Mesh hats. We don't want any trucker hats out there. Let them wear their real fitted ball caps. Thank you. I agree. I agree. <laughs> you see that the MLB is kind of trending in the in the NBA direction with these Nike things, which I'm not a huge fan of. I'm not, I think NBA has too many jerseys and too much whatever. But you mentioned why they do it. People are going to buy these things. You know, there, yeah. there's probably data and studies to say that they're more likely to buy these jerseys if they see them on the field. Because they've, they've always made these jerseys, at least in recent memory. They, they've made these jerseys for each All-Star game. Uh, you usually see the non-derby participants wear them on the derby night, right? Or they wear them yeah. in their pregame warm-ups. They've always made them, but they just didn't wear them. And I thought that that's what made MLB unique, right? But and NBA with the Nike City Connect, NBA with the All-Star Game jerseys that they wear, they're seeing MLB trend towards that direction. But I agree with you. That, yeah, I wish that they would wear their, their rear uniforms and you could see who they're playing for. Maybe have a different cap. Maybe not the trucker hat. Although for me, I like the trucker hat personally, like, like on me. Not for baseball games per se, <laughs> but like I like the trucker hat. Um, yeah. But no, I agree. I would much rather see them in their rear uniforms. I will say I like the the uh, the home uniform, the NL uniforms this year better than the American League uniforms without a doubt because at least the, the American League uniforms somewhat resembled there or the NL ones will resemble their actual uniforms, but I totally agree. I would change that too. That's one of the things that I had, you know, I come up with that I would change. And how, about, how about and how about on the helmets, the ALNL? Yeah, so that was kind of weird. It's yeah. So lame, man. Like, like it, it, Al, what's up, Al? Like that's <laughs> the first thing I thought of. I was like, it looks so dumb. I, looks, I just yeah. can't. I don't like it at all. Like I just let them use their own stuff, man. I I love seeing the different the different colors. Now, if there's something that you could do, is maybe if you don't want them to wear just the same, you know, home or away jerseys and uniforms that they normally do, maybe you can do them. Have them all wear throwback ones or the Ooh, alternate version or something. Yeah. Just to just to just to switch it up a little bit. But that, that's, I mean, they have all of these different combinations that you can use already. I just don't see the point of just wiping that all away, wiping all of that color away and just having it black and white. That's, that's how we're going to do it with some gold in there because we're Nike. I don't know. I also like I, I liked that when, when the gold, you know, trim was reserved for the opening day of the all-star of the World Series defending champions. Like, you know, Cardinals there did that. So the, I, I like that too, as well. But uh, anyway, we, we could probably spend forever talking about uniforms. And I, I one, more thing, one more thing. One more thing. One more thing. One more thing. They look like the they look like the Astros. That's what they all looked like last night. The Houston yeah. Astros alternate ones that they were. That's what it all looked like to me last night. That's a fair point. Like, it's crap. I can't, can't it, it was disagree. crap. I hate it. 
Can't disagree. Get off, get off JD's lawn, everybody. Get off JD's lawn That's and give right. his uniforms back. Thank you. <laughs> Another thing that I would change, you know, you say the Astros. I'm not a huge fan of the fan voting. I'm not. I think that I understand you want fans to be involved and you, you want these participation and engagement. I get all of that. Fans sometimes get it wrong. Plain and simple. Yeah. You, you saw them get it wrong in 2014 when they named eight Kansas City Royals to the All-Star Game. Obviously, some of those were deserving, but Omar Infante and Alcide Deskis Bar probably weren't deserving of that All-Star Game, or, you know, that's why it was trending, right? Like, it was all Royals and Jose Altuve that year, right? That's an example. Each time wheelhouse of Locked On Astros and Eric will probably tell you that they got it wrong this year by not naming Yodon Alvarez the starter. Maybe, I don't know. I just think... There's a different way to have fans engaged, and I don't know it, but I think that there's a different way to have fans engaged and to be involved in this decision and to, uh, to participate in the All-Star game without having them pick the starters. You, you, you know, credit to the NBA, you see them, they name a captain, and the captain picks the team. You could do yeah. the same thing in Major League Baseball, why not? And then do this, you know, just keep your, I understand that managers need to be involved in the pitching. I get that, because we talked about it yesterday. They need to communicate, hey, this guy's available for 20. This guy can't pitch. This guy can do that. Whatever. Um, this guy doesn't want to face. Whatever. I get that. And maybe th- that the fans vote you know, on the reserves or they vote on something. You know, I don't know, J.D. I don't know. You you, you kind of balked when we discussed a little bit about this earlier. Uh, but I, I just I think fans get it wrong too many times, and I don't like that fans have the say as to who starts. Well, it's it's true. They they do screw it up. <laughs> it does happen. Uh, one way I think that you can do it is if you eliminate the amount of options. Like, don't mm. give them an opportunity to screw it up and vote in the guy that's hitting 220 and then has like four home runs or whatever just because that's their favorite player on their favorite team. If you just narrow it down to like say the top four and then they have to choose from those, um, maybe that's a possibility. That way... The uh, ability to screw it up isn't quite as big. I mean, they could still pick the worst one out of those four, but at least you have some say that it's got to be one of the people that you mm-hmm. think would be deserving. Now, who decides that? Uh, you know, I'll leave it up to smarter people to make that decision. But you're plenty I, smart, that, JD. You're plenty smart. <laughs> that's. I feel like that's one way that maybe you could uh, have that taken away from the fans. Is like don't don't let them. Don't give them a chance to screw it up as much. Just you know, give them like three top three guys each position. Let them decide it that way. But, uh, you know, I've always been a fan of letting the fans vote. Like, I remember when they used to pass them out at the games where you had to punch the ticket and you had to ask mom or dad, you got a pencil or something I can use yeah. to, like, pop these out? And, you, and that used to be the way to do it. Obviously, you know, times have changed and it's uh, you can do it all online and you can stuff the Times have changed just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. So, um I don't know. That, that's the only thing I can think of to, to keep it that way. But as long as the people who were deserving get there, it's fine by me. It's, again, the game doesn't mean much, so it's for the fans. Whoever's there, whatever. Have fun. I agree. Uh, yeah, that, that's fair. That's fair. It is for the fans. So let the, I, I get the mindset. I don't I, know. I just I, I yeah. struggle with it a little bit. But before we wrap up, before we, you know, kind of wrap things up, what were your th- real quick thoughts on players getting mic'd up yesterday? I thought it, for the most part, was a pretty good success. I loved it, man. I love hearing the pitchers. Uh, I love them talking to the outfielders, you know, hearing Stanton talk about being from the area and it used to sit over in the left field bleachers yeah. and then he deposits one there <laughs> later on in the game. I thought that was cool. Uh, uh, Big Poppy running around in the American League dugout, even though he couldn't understand what he was saying at the time because he's just crazy. 
but mm-hmm. uh, like that was kind of fun to me. I, I enjoyed that. Uh, Alec Manoa from Toronto. It, to talking to the pitchers, I thought was really cool because you at first didn't like it. You were kind of like, oh, no. well, I'm not sure if this is good or not. And then you said it kind of it kind of wore on you and it grew on you. But I thought it was cool. Like the only way I, I think you could step up to the next level is by not only talking to the pitcher, but also talking to the hitter at the same time just to see yeah. – the game inside the game and what each one of them is thinking. Cause you could be like, all right, pitcher, here he is. I, looks like I'm going to go slider. And then if you got the hitter on the other side, he's like, yeah, I'm thinking he's going to throw a fastball here just to see the chaos that happens mm-hmm. there and why somebody swings and misses and looks goofy at the plate or why one puts one over the wall. You know, yeah. I, I think that's the only other way to take it to the next level, but I love it. I love seeing the behind the scenes of uh, everything that's going on and uh, getting to know the players is part of the battle for baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, they they don't really sell their stars very well. I mean, Mike Trout, who's been the best player in the league for almost a decade, and nobody knows who he is. Like yeah. nobody knows anything about him and stuff. And that's sad. You can't you can't have that. So getting to know these guys uh, at a different level, I think, is great. So I enjoyed it. I agree. Yeah, I don't know why Manoa didn't really. It wasn't really like, whoa, this is so cool. But I remember thinking back that I liked it when they did it with Hendricks. I don't like. I don't, I don't think I would like it when they do it in a regular season game, right? But Liam no. Hendricks is just so funny. You know, whenever Julio Rodriguez caught the fly ball and, like, fake throwing into the stands, you could hear Liam say, Julio! Julio! Yeah, that was so funny. So I I think that I wouldn't change that. I think that there are probably some ways to either enhance it um, or make it better. But, it, it you know, it, it's pretty good as it is as well at the same time. So um, one thing that we've been seeing over the last couple of days, we're running short on time real quick. JD, or not JD, you're JD. Juan Soto and his landing places are all over the place. And for some reason, keep seeing this STL logo at different spots as well. Is Juan Soto a Cardinal? Are we getting our hopes up? Are we listening to people that we don't need to be listening to? Who knows? But it's fun to think about because it's always fun to think about when one of the best players in baseball could join your team. So be sure to come back tomorrow, everybody. JD and I are going to have some couple trade packages, maybe some bizarre ones. Maybe some realistic ones and maybe some ones that will cause some discourse and some disagreement. But we're going to talk about what would it realistically look like to get Juan Soto in a Cardinal uniform. We saw Juan Soto and Albert talking, maybe doing some, some a, pitching. A lot, a lot, by the way. I know a that lot. Albert's not the GM, but Albert's got some pull. So who knows? So be sure to come back tomorrow. We're excited to record that one, as you can tell by our smiles. Whether it's realistic or not. We don't know. We'll talk more about it tomorrow. So be sure to go um, be ready for that one on Thursday. But for Wednesday's show, he's JD. I'm Lucas. Thanks for listening. Be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.